Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from the past week in this league, and we'll, of course, cover the side bets and any other tomfoolery the managers have been up to and what we're looking forward to this coming weekend. Well, it's week eight. We are halfway through the season, including the playoffs, halfway through to victory for somebody, at least. Uh, We've got uh, a lot of stuff that happened this week. Can't wait to jump in. Uh, A lot of moving pieces, some interesting manager drama, and uh, yeah, some cool stuff to look forward to. So, last week in fake sports, it was week seven, uh, we had yet another contest of the football, the fantasy football kind, and buys started to hit. So, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, what, what happened? Well, I lost. I'm at four and three. Tom, Tom, who's now two and five, just barely pulled off an upset over me. Good job, Tom. Uh, he got off to a great lead. Uh, last Thursday with the Denver D and uh, never really looked back. Just scored real, real good. And I was about one Odell Beckham Jr. or Kareem Hunt extra touchdown away from catching him up on Monday, but I lost 102 to 105 by just three points. So good job, Tom. Uh, Drew is now six and one. He's the new leader, everybody. He edged out Matt, who's now two and five. Uh, Drew had a solid core of Adam Thielen, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chug, and Andrew Luck chubb not chug uh and andrew luck and uh and he was uh just boosted by the rams d they had a great day against san francisco so that was just solid across the board i mean matt had patrick mahomes who scored like 40 points uh in the loss so still really a really good quarterback this year uh but uh had a pretty good show but uh drew's on top for a reason you know he's solid all the way through you come at the king you best not miss Let's see what else happened. Uh, we got Derek. Derek is now two and four and one. He beat Colin in an upset. Uh, Colin's now five and two. Colin had his starting wide receivers on a bye, which really hurt him a lot. Uh, but Derek also had a really good showing out of his roster for like once. <laughs> what we expect would happen out of those players actually happened. And uh, John Brown and James White hitting real, real big. I don't know if anybody read that article this week that came out about John Brown, just sort of a a, a bio or profile, I guess, of him. Uh, seems like a really cool guy. And uh, yeah, probably going to be really good for the rest of this season is what that article presupposes. Uh, okay, moving on. So Brett uh, got his uh, fifth win. He's now five and two. Good job, Brett. He uh, squeaked by against John, who's now four and three. So they were both four and two. Uh, Brett had some great performances by Cam Newton and the Indianapolis D and Philly Lindsay. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Green were solid for John, but uh, overall just scored fewer points than Brett's players. That's how the game works. Also, let's see, in, in, the, in last week's matchup of the week, I had, we really wanted to see Glenn versus Craig, see who was going to step up their game. And it turns out Glenn took it to that next level. So Glenn's now 4-3, and three, Craig's now 4-3, and three, uh, and Craig just was not helped at all by injuries. So Matt Barreto was uh, played for like five snaps and got negative one points, but, uh, and then walked away. Um, so, you know, not great, but I, I bet on the year, 
Craig is starting to be real happy because Trey Burton, his tight end for Chicago, is starting to really show up big. And Mitch Trubisky, after a shaky start, is just doing awesome. And he got 35 points uh, just there. So a really good sign, but definitely Glenn was the one who stepped up. Lastly, Scott, who's now 2-5, and five, had a big win against Pete, who's now 1-5-1. and five and one. Tough loss, Pete. Uh, Scott had uh, Marlon Mack, who had a great game, uh, performer of the week, really, but uh, who's out now because uh, of injuries. So I guess that's really good for Glenn, who's facing Scott now. But uh, yeah, big, big overachievement there. And actually, heading into the overachievers and underperformers based on the Yahoo scores, each week we take a look at Yahoo's projections for how people were going to do, and then who had the biggest overachievement or underperformance. And actually, they're both in the same game. Scott had the biggest overachievement. He was 25 points over projection, mostly led by Marlon Mack and Carrion Johnson. And Pete, I'm afraid you're the biggest underperformer of the week, too. Uh, basically, Gronk scored zero for Pete. He was stuck without a tight end and transaction limits, which I will get to. Uh, and uh, he had some bad performances from Jacksonville's D and from Stefan Diggs, who kind of can be a little streaky depending on where he plays in the field. So rough stuff, Pete. Uh, as long as we're still looking back at last week. I do want to mention, because we're getting into transactions, who made the most impactful transaction of last week? And last week, I thought I was going to be here today saying it was Pete, because Pete picked up Ito Smith, who's now basically the starting like goal line running back for Atlanta and Christian Kirk, the young stud run, wide receiver for Arizona. And I was just saying, Pete is going to have a great time out of these players, and he still probably will but it wasn't last week. Christian Kirk underwhelmed. Ito Smith totally underwhelmed. Uh, and really, how can we not talk about his opponent, Scott, with that big overperformance? Because Scott picked up Marlon Mack last week. And Marlon Mack led Scott to victory. So I got to say, for this week at least, Scott, that is the transaction of last week. Good job. So getting into transactions. Who boy. You know, there was some speculation in the, in the chat about whether or not I'd bring this stuff up. Uh, I'm not going to shy away, but I'm also not going to drag anybody. So we had some trade drama that happened. Last week, uh, Brett traded Greg Olson to Derek in exchange for Taylor Gabriel. And then this week, they traded back. Apparently, it was one of those one-week loan kind of trades, which actually, you know, in prior seasons have happened occasionally too, especially when you get into this bi-week crunch time. Managers make decisions and, and agreements with each other to try to do that. Well, some people in the league argued that that was uh, an unfair advantage, extending the bench, whatever, and, and you know the word collusion came up. And I'm not, I'm not sure that's the proper word for it, but regardless, the commissioners decided that those types of one-week loan trades would not be happening anymore. And, you know, I, I commend the way the commissioners handled it. You know, this one was above board. It wasn't – nobody was doing things in secret. It was all approved by the managers, um, you know, and, and that all – you know, kind of, I don't know. People were honorable on every side of this, which is what I would expect out of uh, such refined gents as are in this league. But definitely a lot of chatter, and I couldn't help but open my big mouth and be a tiny rules lawyer, and I'm sorry for killing the fun about that stuff. But, uh, 
Yeah, so no more one-week trades. So if you were thinking about doing a one-week loaner trade, I think and if you missed the commissioner's email, Matt, uh, your email, uh, just don't do not do it. You know, bye weeks suck. You got to plan ahead, and, and that's that. But I still object to the transaction limits in this league, and I know Pete joins me in strenuously objecting to it. Pete was really stuck and, and hung out to dry this week, and you could say that part of it was planning and part of it was, you know, whatever lack of foresight but you know pete's trying to rebuild his team he had some big injuries he's in a hole he's trying to make whatever moves he can to help his team he sees moves out there that he wants to make and he he couldn't do it and uh you know like he wanted to pick up latavius murray as a running back uh to help his team and he was out of limits so somebody else picked up latavius murray who's filling in for the star dalvin cook who's hurt and murray had a great week you know would have been good but uh, them's the rules sometimes, you know? You just got to learn to play within them, I guess. Um, I've certainly been frustrated by the transaction limits uh, myself. I'd prefer if they were not there, but, you know, they're there for everybody. And uh, I don't know, just uh, trying to figure out, as I'm sure we're all trying to figure out, you know, going into week eight, there's plenty of buys. Into week nine, there's so many buys so we all need to be planning ahead, I guess. Or actually, no, sorry. My advice is don't plan ahead. Just don't. Just put yourself in a hole, especially if you're playing me, and just ignore any of the moves I've been making over the past few weeks. Just just ignore them. Doesn't mean a thing. Okay. Glad we got that over with. Um, yeah, so that was the one, one, hour, one week trade and the transaction limits. We also had some other trades that happened, um, which is great. I love that the managers are trading. This is excellent i think last season i mentioned this there was only like one trade all season people were a little gun shy this season people are definitely much more willing to make a deal and figure it out so this was Derek, uh who traded deshaun jackson for demarius thomas so he gave demarius thomas away uh i'm sorry i i lost this i think it was to matt uh was that right hang on i'm clicking this is what you yeah yeah it was to, uh no it's scott so Scott got Demaryius Thomas and uh, and Matt, not Derek, uh, got Deshaun. Or no, sorry, I just keep reading the wrong word because everything says Matt, the commissioner's name on it. So Scott and Derek traded. So Derek now has Deshaun Jackson on Tampa, and Scott now has Demaryius Thomas on Denver, which I think is a great move by each. Derek needs somebody who can help him win now. Scott is banking on that stash, I think, to. Uh, for Demaryius Thomas to get traded. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about him potentially getting traded. So uh, hopefully that works out for you both. Uh, in addition, we had a lot of activity on the waiver wire, but not where you would think. So earlier in the season, we had a lot of people spending money right and left and, and just bidding against each other, hotly contested. And we had some very interesting moves on the waiver wire or decisions or lack of decision on the waiver wire. So here's what happened. Um, Glenn picked up Raheem Mostart, uh, the San Francisco backup RB who's filling in for Matt Beretta for $6 over Craig and Pete. Uh, Pete uh, got Jalen Richard for $0. I have this in the contested pickups because Pete actually contested his own pickup against himself with some various layered uh, waiver wire pickups, which, way to go, Pete. That's definitely how I play, too, when I have my act together. Uh, Matt got the New England defense for $8 over Scott and me, both bidding 6 Good job, Matt. That's good waiver wire play. New England has a great schedule, so hope you enjoy them. And, of course, it's not the waiver wire uh, portion of the show without people throwing their money away. Uh, well, I don't want to say that because 
I, I typically say that. I think people made some good bids. It wasn't that people overbid or made nonsensical bids. So like Derek spent $13 on Vance McDonald getting a good tight end, which might be a little high, but it's a t- tight tight end market this year. Uh, Matt spent $8 on Doug Martin, uh, who uh, is also, along with Jalen Richard, on the Oakland Raiders, Raiders filling in for an injured uh, Marshawn Lynch, who has a groin injury or hamstring, soft tissue. It's going to be a while. Uh, Drew spent $7 on Randall Cobb, who's coming back for Green Bay. Colin spent $4 on Danny Amendola in Miami. Pete spent $3 on the Pittsburgh D. Great schedule right now. Glenn spent $2 on Case Keenum, one of the top uh, available QBs out there. And uh, Colin spent $2 on Mason Crosby, getting himself a kicker who is not on a buy. In addition, people picked up some stuff for free. I picked up Ben Watson, who I'll play probably in a couple weeks when Zach Ertz is on uh, by. Uh, Tom got the D.C., the Washington team's defense. They have a good schedule right now. Scott got Chris Boswell, kicker who's not on a bye. Craig got Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, two young running backs. Hope they're good for you, man. And Scott got Traquan Smith. Can't even say that right now. Um, young, uh, promising receiver for the New Orleans Saints. And Craig also got Dan Bailey, kicker extraordinaire. So a lot of people trying to look for that next person who's going to hit. I see a lot of young talent, a lot of backups coming up. Um, There's a lot. uh, There's going to be a lot of eyes on this next week to see how these people do uh, and whether these pickups are worth the roster spot or, you know, got to try something else. So, yeah, Uh, if I'm looking for transactions that stick out to me this week, I really have to say picking up Jalen Richard for zero dollars, Pete, was the steal of the week. Wow, that's great. He's probably the one a running back for uh, for Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders right now, especially since Derek Carr is not really throwing the ball beyond like five yards. I think Jalen Richard being the more pass catching of the two is going to be a pretty good pickup. So hope he works out for you there along with uh, your, the rest of your pickups. But uh, there we go. There's that bell. Pete, you did it. Transaction of the week. Very good. So we're heading into week eight and actually it's Thursday night. The Houston Texans are playing the Miami Dolphins as I'm recording this. I just don't really care about that game. So We've got a lot of matchups, and people are, are really looking to uh, to take these new new and improved teams against each other. So the one that I want to look out for and really want to highlight is, <clears throat> excuse me, is Craig versus John, uh, who are facing each other this week. They are both four and three, and uh, I'll be honest, I like rooting for Craig, who likes rooting for the Chicago Bears. Seems super fun, Craig. You've had a losing team for a while. Your team now shows promise, and they're they're pretty good now. So uh, I don't know, just a fun story to root for Craig, even though he's my opponent here. Craig on his roster needs a great game out of Drew Brees, who's playing in the dome at Minnesota to take this one. So hopefully Drew Drew Brees throws a lot and uh, does really really well. Does Drew Brees things? And John, in order for him to win, he needs some of his maybe guys to become hell yeah guys. So these are people like Keelan Cole, Duke Johnson. And some other people that, that kind of strike me on his roster like more like boom or bust. Like sometimes half the time they'll just have a nothing game and half the time they'll just surprise everybody. So Yahoo says that John has actually quite an edge here. But whatever. That, that means nothing. Because uh, I want to see Mitch Trubisky. I want to see Trey Burton show up. I want to see uh, Drew Brees uh, show up. I, I just think it'll be great. Um, I would, and actually, am I? I'm so sorry. I, I keep talking about Chicago for Craig, but is Chicago on by this week? 
Now, now I'm just clicking again. Hang on. Hang on. Who knows? Uh, do, do, do. No, Mr. Bisky's playing, but yeah, probably. Okay, never mind. I got super confused. Uh, I would probably still play Drew Brees over Mitch Trubisky. Um, but we'll see. They're, they're about the same Yahoo projection. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, anyway, that's what you tune in for here on the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest is a confused guy clicking through Yahoo's fantasy website. I am sorry. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, just a little bit of sidebar stuff here, some fun stuff as we get ready for this next week of fantasy football. Derek, props to you, sir, for drinking all that white wine, chugging it, almost booting, tasting your dinner. I hate that feeling. I know you hate wine. I really like wine, especially I'm getting into natural wines from Europe. Oh, man. But, Derek, you did a good video, and, uh, and, and you were a real gentleman about it, so way to go. So... Yes, uh, and I guess we'll need a, a video next week, right, or to come about this last week. Let's see here. I'm just looking at week seven. The lowest score, that would be Pete. Yeah, Pete, I think you owe a video, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Getting into the gift of the week here, uh, props really have to go here to Glenn. So good job, Glenn. Glenn took us on a jogging tour of the D.C. National Mall. Uh, which isn't really a gift, but it's still a very impressive thing just to share over the chat. So good job, Glenn. Really enjoyed it. The other thing is that Glenn had some nice gifts also about uh, Todd Gurley. And uh, yeah, Glenn's gift game was pretty strong. I think the gifts have been dying out a little bit. I think we need to be watching a little bit more football and heckling each other and giving more gifts. So I'm going to try to do that too. Speaking of watching football in real NFL football, not the fantasy one, uh, here's where we talk about the game with the biggest impact on the league. And I got to say, this is me being a total homer for Seattle, but Seattle at Detroit looks like a super fun game. The teams are only supposed to be different in Vegas by about a few points. Seattle's going after a bye. They're fresh. They're going to run a lot. Detroit just got one of the best run stuffers in the game uh, from the New York Giants. So we've got a little bit of a contest on our hands, and I'm really excited to see how the Seahawks do. Go Seahawks. Hope it's good on Sunday afternoon. Anyway, uh, getting into one of our last segments here. What's the baker up to? Bakery news. Let's see. Bakery news. Here at the Smith Family Bakery, I baked a bunch of oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that are good. They're crunchy. They make crumbs everywhere, so we're sort of dealing with it, but they're real, real good. And as far as Baker, what's he doing? Well, on my roster, he's just hanging out waiting for next week to start while Andy Dalton's on by. That'll be fun. And otherwise, I think, uh, you know, I think he's probably getting some some good sort of uh, stretches some acupuncture, trying to relieve some of the swollenness. Baker Mayfield has taken more sacks than anybody else this year uh, is something that I read, and I really have a hard time validating that as I'm talking. But uh, he's taken a lot of sacks. So I hope that guy uh, rests up, has a good game this week, and his O-line protects him a little bit, and then he's in a great place to do well for me. So, yeah. That's that's kind of the news. Uh, heading into week eight, we've got a lot of cool rosters to look at uh, in terms of what the managers have been putting together, how everybody's dealing with these buys over the next few weeks. It's going to be hairy, and we'll see who prevails. So thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week in this Soap Opera for Dudes Digest.
Bye-bye. What? D-R-A-M-A. Drama. <laughs> right there. Yep, for